All right. I guess uh, first and foremost, who am I speaking with today? I'm uh, Mickey or Michael, um, the bass player and singer of Circus Rhapsody. Awesome. And my, my first question to all my guests every single time, ever since I figured out, you know, what, how to do this and, you know, what it should be is, do you remember your first memory of music outside of hearing like a nursery rhyme or a lullaby and how it kind of captured your attention? Say it again. You mean my very first uh, exp uh, expression of, of music when I was when I was little? Yeah, like like was it? Because I know mine. I'll, I'll I'll let you think and I'll tell you mine. The 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 listeners have heard it before, but for me, it was that song "Eye of the Tiger" by Survivor, and yeah. it was it was one of those things. I remember being little, and my parents had the cassette. It was a white cassette. And I put it in and I listened to that and just the, like the intro and everything really grabbed my attention. And yeah. after that, I got a good sense of music and I no longer listen to Survivor. Um, I have a few. I mean, I know I had this, um, I had this pillow that make music mm -hmm. when I was little, but I still have it. So I really don't know if this really was my first um my first experience with music because i know the melodies are good mm -hmm. um maybe it was that um my first movie was bambi and so and and i know that the, this whole um these dark scenes when the when the mother dies and blah is like i i know that i was crying mm -hmm. when i was i know three or four um, that would be something. Or my father is a guitar player, okay. and I know that he sang a lot when I got when I went to bed, and I know all the songs he played that time. So, kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, he was a big fan of these uh, '70s singer-songwriters, uh, German singer-songwriters like Hannes Wader, Reinhard May, and um, uh, yeah, that was always great. Still, songs that are in my heart and my mind. And it, it sounds like you grew up in a fairly musical home. Your dad playing um, uh, guitar is did was it very musical? Like was he always playing guitar? Or did your mom play anything or sing or? Uh, uh, my father always played. When we were um, on, um, how do you call it, um, on on parties or something, uh, always uh, around the campfire, the guitar was always with us, uh, and he played a lot. And he heard a lot of he still. He, he has a lot of music. Um, he sings all the time, like like I do. We don't think about it. Just like yeah, no, no, no. and that was like yeah. Um, my mother doesn't make music, so does my sister. But my my brother, my older brother, was in a metal band, and uh, was kind of like well, kind of like a big band in the scene of the little town we were from, and so he had all these cassettes and CDs of the local bands mm -hmm. and these are bands i grew up with uh, for example he made my first mixtape when i was around seven or something and there's this band called uh, vizo and uh, they had a song where they um use um how, how it's hard to explain um they use uh, words um, like um you're a communist and you're a Jew and you are fat and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
and all these fucker can shut up because that's nothing to be ashamed of, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. When I was seven, I just liked the melody and I sang the song and my mother came into my room <laughs> one day and was like, what do they sing in? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. And then it came out to my father and say, sing the song again. And I sang the song and uh, he, he broke this, the cassette <laughs> and, and, uh, and, um, and shout to my, to my brother who explained the song later. But I, when I say it was seven, I don't know what all these words mean. Yeah. And, and so, so did your dad break your brother's cassette? No, it was, it was my mixtape, oh, okay. my first oh, mixtape. Oh, mix yes. Yeah. I was and, like, I'd be pretty pissed off if I was your older brother. And then like you, you got me in trouble with dad and he broke my cassette because of you and then had to explain it. No, no, he was, uh, he was like, um, there was the time nearly before he left home. And um, <laughs> I guess it was one of many um, argue, argues they had that time. Oh. You know, it, it happens. I, I've had that happen to me and it was, my parents are usually pretty pretty liberal about that kind of stuff because, like, growing up, I, I had a big Marilyn Manson phase, which, I mean, with the news now, it's he's a douchebag, he's a piece of shit, won't, won't argue with it. Um, but one of my favorite all-time bands ever is Propagandy. Yeah. And I definitely fell asleep listening to uh, How to Clean Everything, and I kind of woke up where the part where they keep – um, repeating fuck religion. And my mom was just like, yeah, can you just make sure that's turned down a little bit next time? So. Okay. It's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Please don't break any of my music. That would be great. Yeah. Especially no originals. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was a CD, so yeah, know, yeah. That, that is what it is. But, um, and so what, what part of Germany did you grow up in? Was it like a smaller town or were you kind of more? Yeah, I grew, I grew up in a little village right in the north near Flensburg, last town before Denmark. Okay. So um, and when I was 20, that's a, a bit ago, uh, I went to uh, Berlin. Oh, okay. Um, met, met the band here, met my wife here. And uh, so I live in Berlin now for many years and I work here and I live here now, yeah. And so, so growing up in there, was there like a big musical scene other than just kind of like local bands? Were there touring bands that would come through? I mean, no, not really. Uh, when we wanted to see a bigger band, uh, we had to uh, drive to Hamburg. Oh, okay. And Hamburg is like one of the biggest towns in Germany. And um, I mean, it's just, I guess, 250 kilometers, so 200 miles away. Um, and for Germany, that's that's a lot. <laughs> you don't do that all every day. Yeah. And uh, but but we had a very um, great uh, local scene, especially when I was like uh, 14, 15. Okay. We had this we had this club, still one of my favorite clubs, um, uh, Volksbad, and um, we went there every weekend. Like the the promoters and the bookers are all into the hardcore scene mm -hmm. that time, and they they get all these hardcore bands from everywhere around the world. I don't know. I, later, I mean, when, when I think about these bands now, they are still not famous. But when they played there, it was like, OK, 200 people are there and they yeah. all and they all uh, do, do the pogo and uh, and sing the songs. 
and that was crazy when we were like 14 where we grew up five six kids uh, went to the shows i was like okay never mind who's playing uh let's go to the pit yeah what some beers, you know? what what were some of those bands that you you had seen at 14 years old that had come through and kind of like blew your mind i'm sure i don't know if they really blew my mind <laughs> it was like I, I, I mean i have some of the cds yet no um um, still, but um, I don't know if they, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like that the, these bands were the important thing. It was like, okay, this whole scene mm -hmm. thing was, yeah. And what I say, I never see those bands again after afterwards. But it was like, at the time, it was that thing. I mean, a bit later, maybe when I was 17, 18, um, ska bands started to play there. Mm -hmm. And that was like, more what that what really stayed in my mind maybe because the song were songs were catchier and i had more money so i could buy a cd once in a while and yeah oh and oh and then there was this one <laughs> this one band it was i don't know i don't think they were good but they were misfits tribute band oh, okay and that was the point when we started to say let's do a misfits tribute band yeah man we could do that i mean um uh, we just started. Uh, the bigger, the older brother of, of my of my guitar player at the time, uh, gave us the the Walk Among Us, and we all loved the album. And before that, uh, in our village, it was all about metal. It was all about uh, mm. listening to Corn and Limbiscuit and all the stuff. Yeah. And uh, we had a metal band that time. And it was really shitty. The guitar player. <laughs> uh, and, and me as a singer well, well, weren't that good Did, but when when Misfits came up it was uh, like okay we could do that <laughs> I, I, I have to ask because I always want to know especially in the early early days of bands your your shitty metal band did you guys ever record? we did oh yeah uh, you did The Candy Girls that, oh, <laughs> very nice yeah yeah uh, yeah, we wrote uh, three songs. It was uh, the Metler, <laughs> the, the, or the Metal Guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, last Friday and Kras Kresse. It's, it doesn't mean something, but it uh, sounded really hard at that time. And this was like, okay, let's call the song Kras Kresse. <laughs> uh, there was that. And we covered some some corn songs. Uh, I love the um, uh, corn album issues. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, let's get this party started. Was my favorite song at the time. It was like, yeah, let's do that. It's cool. The, the guitar player had had his uh, had uh, a pedal uh, his first pedal board. It was like, I, I can do this all of all of these effects, and it was shitty, <laughs> <laughs> shitty as fuck. But we never played live. Uh, it was oh, no? like we had we had we had some friends at the rehearsal room sometimes. Uh, sometimes around ten people and have had some beers, but we never really did a gig. Yeah. And and did you? So you guys, was it one of those things where you just kind of like had something in the corner and just press record and that that was kind of the demo? Or did you guys actually uh, want a full proper studio? No, the, uh, our, our guitar player at the time um, uh, had a guitar teacher and he gave him like a cracked version of uh, Magic's Music Maker uh, demo. So we had these, um, we had uh, like seven, 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 um, seven tracks we could okay. do at the time. And uh, he programmed the drums with uh, Guitar Pro, 
and then he played uh, just um, oh, the the <laughs> the cable into the computer without any interface or something, and um, yeah, that was that. And um, and and do you still have those demos? Do you still? Sure, I oh, have. Oh yeah, that's amazing. All this shit is gold. There's. Uh, I, I feel the same way because I don't play anything, but I'm, I'm a photographer. And when I look back, even like I've been doing it for longer than I care to admit right now, but I look back like 20 years from my early photos. I'm like, I was fucking terrible. How did I think these were good compared to what I'm yeah. doing now? But also technology changes and makes it much easier now. Yeah, right. Cause now every- yeah, same with music, yeah. Yeah, because now everyone's a photographer because they've got a phone and they can maybe take one photo. Yeah. And same thing with music. Now it's not everyone can be a musician, but at least you can like even record something on your phone and it's going to sound sure. decent. Yeah, I mean, you have apps like GarageBand or mm-hmm. stuff. You can always record anything. Or you can uh, do... Um, um, Auto City or something like that on a computer for for free. Yeah, it's like I wish we had these. Uh... No, I don't. <laughs> really, I don't. I, I I mean it's it's cool. I when I when I'm drunk or something, I have friends over uh, who I'm cool with at the at the evening. Uh, I always say, "You want to hear some old recordings of mine?" <laughs> always. <laughs> you can, yeah. Can yeah. You can, you can bet on it. Uh, if you if you get me to drink till four in the morning, oh. uh, you will hear some old demos of mine. If you can get me to drink to four in the morning, I'm probably not going to be upright and I'll listen. I'll listen. If I'm, if we can ever party together, I will listen, but I will probably be sleeping because four in the morning doesn't come around very often for me anymore. (laughs) And so with, with your dad playing guitar, when did you start, what was your first musical instrument? When did you start playing music? I mean, uh, my, my brother plays guitar too. My, my father Ted, taught him and he wanted to taught me and um he his first try (laughs) to to give me the guitar was when i was i don't know six or something and um he he tried to teach me chords Mm -hmm. my brother said no don't start with the chords these are two for these little hands uh just try uh smoke on the water like "Eh, eh, eh." or uh, my brother wanted me to to learn um come as you are oh um yeah and um yeah and i guess a year later seven or eight something like that uh, i was at the rehearsal room with my brother and he was like okay i want i want to practice some some nirvana songs so here's the drums um we do um Ah, um, help me with this. Uh, I'm 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 bad at. I, I like to call it musician speak. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, um, I, I couldn't uh, um, use the, the bass drum, the kick, but uh, uh, it was like okay, just do the cymbal and the snare. And and after and after that, you do the beat. I I think it's like. <laughs> I was like when I was seven, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> but really starting with music was like when I was fourteen, and oh, okay, every kid in town uh, was like, okay, we now have to have a band because everyone has a band. And um, I was in the rehearsal room of a friend just to just to visit, and after their rehearsal, they asked me if I wanted to do drums and jam a bit, and then he 
he taught me uh, how to play the drums, and that was my first instrument I really did when I was. 14. Oh, okay. So, so the drums were the first kind of thing that you really picked up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which I mean, I'm I'm sure made your your parents very happy if you're if you're starting with the drums, the loudest instrument. It's got to be great. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they loved it after. I don't know a year or something. They uh, they gave me a first drum set, and they tried everything. Like, okay, maybe you could do these rods and not the sticks. Or okay, <laughs> we 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 could uh, we could build another garage wide in the back of yeah. the yard. Uh, it doesn't help. Uh, any, any <laughs> and then we searched for an outside rehearsal room for mm. me in town, and that was. Um, when I really played drums a year or a year and a half after, when we've really met in the room and I really could um, drum like, okay. Yeah. And so now I destroy my hands. The, yeah. And so the yeah. first, were, were the first bands mostly like, were you, were you doing a lot of punk rock metal? Like, were you doing covers too? I guess if you're doing, like you said, you were doing Misfit stuff. Yeah. Misfit started later. I mean, um, when, when we, when we start, it was like, we played everything we, we know, like the guitar player came up and say, I, I know the chords for this song now. Okay, uh, let's do this song. And um, uh, and when we were, I don't know, 17 or something, we uh, what I say, the, uh, the the brother of my guitar player came up with the Walk Among Us. And then we started to play uh, Misfits songs, Misfits covers. And that was the real breakthrough when we say, okay, cool. We can play a song from the beginning to the end and mm -hmm. it sounds okay. Uh, we have demos of this too, sure. And with these uh, first uh, four songs, we uh, we do demos for. Um, I recorded my my whole drum set with a uh, with a uh, mic from um, uh, from the supermarket, the, the the cheapest one. Just okay, I do it in front of the whole. Uh, set up and yeah. then I play. Okay, I press record and then I run behind the drums and then I, I play the whole song. Okay, this is okay. Metronome, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, C click track. What's that? Nah, no, don't need you just, it. It's you punk just, rock. You just figure that shit out. It 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 happens. Yeah, yeah. It's feeling. You need the feeling, not not the not the click. Yeah, and uh, yeah, from that point on, it was okay. We can play those songs. We can write those songs, and then we started uh, writing songs ourselves. Yeah, and so you were you were playing drums, and what what kind of happened with that band? Did that kind of eventually just kind of like many things in high school just kind of fade away? Uh yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, um, first thing was. Um, nobody of the band wanted to sing mm -hmm. and so i sang and played the drums but there was a point when i say okay i want to have uh better drum parts but i want better singing parts mm -hmm. so i have to decide and then we searched for a drummer and i was uh i um, um, i changed to just singing okay and i never were and was a, a drummer afterwards i never had a band afterwards that well played drums and uh yeah when i was uh yeah 1920 i have this um in germany when you are be after the school you have a year where you have to join the um oh, oh i have to go with the word i don't know uh, uh la 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 i'm sorry it's nope. just uh, i'm german <laughs> <laughs> I, I i just had somebody on from or i've had a few people on from uh quebec mm 
Yeah. And, and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for my English. It's, it's not good. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, your English is way better than my French. Cause I can say hello. Goodbye. Maybe. How are you? And that's yeah, yeah. where that ends. So don't ever apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, uh, since, since COVID, uh, I am not in pubs anymore, and so I don't talk English anymore. So, and, uh, and, and I was going to say for rusty. for German, the only stuff that I've learned. Oh yeah, with with, with German is basically from Wizzo. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, the, the the band we, the band we talked about. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know what they're saying, but especially on um, I think the first record, Arg or Erg or whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Um, I, I can sing most of the songs if it's playing. I don't, yeah. again, I don't know what the hell they're saying. I have no clue, but I enjoy it and it's wonderful. But yeah, my German is not non-existent, <laughs> non-existent. Okay. See, yeah, the swear words are the, are the most important. It's very true. I, I oh, think always there was, oh, no, no, there was, it, I was watching a TikTok and they, 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 <laughs> they taught uh, a, basically a, a Russian how to say bullshit in Russian. And I don't remember yeah. it because it went in. I'm like, that's a great, that's a great word. I got to use that. No one will know what it means. And now I've forgotten it because I'm old and that's what happens. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. We, I, we have, I have the luck to live, live in a, in a big city like Berlin. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you, 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 you are here and you talk English all the time because it's like, um, if I would be better and maybe I had choose um, Spanish and not French in school, but at the time we had, we haven't had a, a Spanish teacher. So I had to take French. My Spanish would be better. I mean, there are many Spanish talking people here in town mm -hmm. and I like it, but I can't talk it. No, me. No, I'm, I'm English and I can muddle through a few other things, mostly because I'm not, you know, you're not forced to speak another language. And right. that's how I learn. It's like, just throw me into the fire and yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick something up at some point. I'll stop feeling stupid about how I pronounce stuff because, you know, you muddle through it and people will understand and pat you on the head like a child and be like, you tried. Thank you. But I actually speak English and then I'll be like, traveling. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, traveling is the best way to learn mm -hmm. uh, languages. And uh, so you you then transitioned from playing drums and singing to just singing. And then you haven't gone back to drums. Never. Never. I mean, I, I do it sometimes on stage when our drummer wants to sing a song. Mm -hmm. uh, then I do uh, do a song or two. But that's it. Um, yeah. My, um, to end the story, it was like after after school, you have to um, um, come get to the main the armed forces okay german, german armed forces for a year mm -hmm. and uh do a little yeah you know um learn the basics of being a soldier you can do that or you say no i'm a pacifist okay yeah uh, and uh, then you can work in a, uh, in a in a social something like oh, uh, okay. at the kindergarten or i worked uh, at a hospital for a year you have to do that and okay. after that, you can do what you want after the school. And uh, after that, I mean, <laughs> I broke up with my girlfriend that time and the band broke up of different reasons. And it was like, okay, maybe 
I will leave town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's a good idea. And yeah, then I came to Berlin with with twenty. Yeah, that was the whole thing. And yeah, we the band broke up, and it was like, hey, we could do that, but okay, I will leave town, and then um, we end this year. Mm -hmm. this is, okay, uh, the the guitar player and the drummer uh, started the metalcore band afterwards. They still on, and we played uh, together um, every once in a while. The bass player stopped being musician. Okay. Almost, almost bass player do after the first band, <laughs> I guess. And yeah, when I came here to Berlin, I uh, started uh, Circus Rhapsody. And I was like, okay, I will search for two people. And the thing they don't play, I will play. And okay. now I'm a bass player. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I and found so a drummer first. Yeah. And so how, how did Circus Rhapsody kind of come to be? Like, how did you, did you have an idea in your head what you wanted this band to be and to sound like and then it was just a matter of finding the right folks to kind of come on this journey with you it really did it was like um i, I started a little acoustic um program when i when i was here just because i never know nobody and um then i had the idea for a song the first circus song was uh, Mars Needs Cheerleaders. Um, I was into the horror punk uh, thing still. Mm -hmm. And I recorded myself, uh, played everything in the studio. And with this song, I thought, okay, maybe with this song, I could uh, search for a band. You have a first idea, a first impression, and then you can work with it together. Um, I was, um, there was an, a, a kind of band contest where you um, send your song in and the jury say, okay, these are the best 16 bands okay. and they will play on different concerts to do a battle of the band with a headliner and it was like a very big thing uh from a big company and they took my song uh they took the circus rhapsody song and say okay you can play here in berlin in the arena um in fr um, um to open for the cooks huh. it was like the cooks were a big big thing at the time yeah so it was like playing in front of five, five thousand people and i was like okay i have the first gig now i need a band <laughs> <laughs> and this is how it all started it was like okay i i, I have uh i don't know two and a half months now to get um we just had a set of 15 minutes but it was like hey i, I need a drummer and I, I, I need two people and the third thing i will play yeah and so i found i found a drummer at the time and there was a guitar player who wasn't into it and he said okay I will help you out because I like you and I really like to do the gig, but I won't stay. Yeah. And um, that's why this guitar player uh, played, I guess, two or three gigs with us. This one and two after that and um, then quit. And the drummer left uh, nearly a year later. And then the band, how it is now, really started together. Oh, okay. The year after that. And how, yeah. how was that first show? In front of five thousand people, was that pretty like, pretty nerve-wracking? It was hell, so horrible. <laughs> there are, there is a, there is a pretty good recording on YouTube with a video, so you can see me as a twenty-year-old, <laughs> and um, and you can see how shitty we are. The guitar player joined four days before the show. Oh wow! to learn uh, all the songs and all the songs were for two voices because they are somehow call and response uh, things. Mm -hmm. And so he had, had to learn everything and we had four rehearsals and 
yeah, that wasn't that good. And yeah, the nervous uh, that we were nervous wasn't uh, easier with that. And yeah, I mean that good that... for you. You want there? There is an interview uh, in the video together with a live cl a clip. Okay. Uh, good for you. You don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, I can Google translate. has got to have something on there. I can, you know, there, there's got to be something I can figure. Yeah. Out. You can, you can just see my look. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm very cool. And I'm, I'm the head of the band and I do all the songs. So blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I actually, you, you touched on something that is, is very interesting to me is not that all of Circus Rhapsody stuff is like horror themed, but there's a lot of like kind of like horror undertones or just like macabre kind of stuff. When when did you kind of get into that kind of a, a scene or that kind of a feeling? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny you say that. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It started with the Misfits, with the, with mm. the first band we had uh, in Flensburg. Uh, and it's, I don't know. It's it's like I, I like horror movies, mm -hmm. um, especially like these horror movies who are not serious. Yeah, and uh, so I, I like writing stories, and I like telling stories and and jokes. Who are the first songs were all about know, zombies and ghosts and monsters, and later on, I I tried to uh, do real stories, and um, we quit calling ourselves a horror punk band with the second album i guess the first was like okay we call this one pacific playland um uh, like the amusing park in Zombieland. Mm -hmm. um but with the second okay we have some songs left with, which are very horror let's call this albums uh, telling horror stories so we have uh, it's it's like a themed album so it's okay we don't have to call ourselves uh, horror punk anymore but can do these songs and uh, yeah i mean and we are about to uh, bring out our third album um, in a few weeks. And um, yeah, there is this undertone, but it's uh, more into this uh, circus thing. It grew on this uh, circus thing over the years. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, I, I was going to say, I thoroughly enjoy the, um, especially like from the stuff that I've seen by you guys, it's very, it's campy, it's fun. It's not like you're trying to be like a, a, a psychobilly band that takes themselves or a horror theme band that takes themselves too seriously. It's like, it's fun. It's kind of like tongue in cheek and the music is really, it's very diverse. It's like some of the stuff is like kind of folky punk. And then there's a little bit like some kind of like upbeat, like kind of uh, like even, even like ska undertones and then some really just straight like, poppy punk stuff so it's like i thoroughly enjoy that everything it's just kind of like ebbs and flows very well and you don't kind of get bored of listening which is i think very important <laughs> thank you <laughs> um yeah it's uh we we grew, grew into this over the years i mean we are a band now for 12 years mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it started with the first album when we were a three-piece band and it was like, okay, let's do punk rock. And I, I love the um, um, uh, Pump Up the Volume from Love X at the time and yeah. uh, the, um, 
the uh, theme for NovX album was like uh, the coolest thing. Oh, is it Pump Up the Volume or is it uh, uh, Pump Up the Volume? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, uh, was it? Uh, it wasn't. Uh, thanks for all the f shoes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So long. Thanks for all the shoes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, these these two are the the good albums of North X, and I always uh, don't know which song is on which one. Because yeah, I, it, it's funny because you know I, I I'm the same as you. I like. I, I don't want to say I got into punk rock late, but like mine mine was Green Day. The the do yeah. Dookie was the whatever, and then I went down the rat hole of all all of the punk rock stuff. Um, but yeah, like you to this day, um, so long and thanks for all the shoes is one of my favorite albums. I, I and yeah. I'm not sure why. Like going back, I mean, every song's got good albums on it, but I just listened to an interview with Mike about, and he was talking about that album, and he's that's one of his least favorite albums because it just. He just, I, I don't remember what he said, but he's like, it just doesn't sound good or he was rushed doing it. And it just, it's not his whatever. And I'm like, really? Like <laughs> it, there, there's some really good songs on there. Yeah. This is the, this is the good decade of, of North X. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, uh together with one errorism or was and was clothing. Mm -hmm. These are the four, the four albums that, that make the band for me at least. Yeah. I mean, this whole skate punk th scene is about the, those albums, mm -hmm. I guess. <laughs> For I you, mean, yeah. I mean, the the kind of uh, of uh, backing vocals, the kind of riffs, the this double time beat on the drums mm. is like. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to do a song like that because I, I liked I liked the albums at the yeah. time. Or I, I I found those albums for me. And uh, a friend of mine is an accordion player. Um, we know each other for years because we played with our old bands together because he's from the north of Germany too. And it was like, okay, do you want a featuring with us? Uh, I write the song and um, this is how Dead and Breakfast started. Um, there's an, a music video on YouTube with Dead and Breakfast. And um, when, when we had great shows at the time i asked him out to come along to do the featuring on stage as well so mm. um and the people liked it and uh for and afterwards i said okay maybe you could do something more like that a bit humpa folk punk ska stuff um then his old band his band split up and i said i told him okay if you like, you can join our group. You can join Circus Rhapsody, and we uh, we try to uh, write more songs. You can play on accordion, and for the other songs, you can do the second guitar. And that's how telling horror stories went. Yeah, I mean the album has like 22 songs on it, mm -hmm. and it was like we had three studio sessions for albums. But weren't that uh, happy with the um, um, with what we recorded, and so we re-recorded some stuff and re-recorded some stuff, and then the album get bigger and bigger, and that's why the the album is so long, and that's I guess that's why it's so diverse. Mm -hmm. And and did and did you guys release everything on your own? Like, did you pay for pressing and all that stuff and distribute it yourself? Um. Uh, depends on the album. Um, I mean, the um, the first album was like, let's do DIY. Mm -hmm. um, 
the guitar player of the band of my guitar player's father. Okay. <laughs> They have a top 40 cover band and um, the, he had a label code. And he said, okay, you can use it. If you like, I just uh, throw up my own music with it. If you like, here's the code, um, just use it. So the first time was like DIY all in all. And uh, with the second album, I wanted to have a label and we found um, a cool label here in, in Berlin called Springstoff. And they, um, they said from the beginning, okay, we are more about hip hop, maybe reggae, uh, electro stuff, but okay, you have a bit of scar, so we can do that. Mm -hmm. um, and, but he said, okay, but is this, is this more because I like you, not because I can help you out with the bands. And so we said, okay, let's do this. It's cool for us. It's cool for you uh, before we don't get, have anything. It's cool to have you for the distribution. So, um, That was cool at the time. My mother was uh, <laughs> the proudest when he bought our album in a supermarket. Oh, nice. <laughs> he sent me, she sent me a picture. Look what I bought today. And it was like, I could give you one. No, no, I wanted to have it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to beep it over, over the, uh, from the cashier. And, um, uh, but now for the third album, uh, we've uh, finally found a cool label and a really, really cool label in San Diego called Manike Vanity Records. And this is finally the thing where we see us as um, as um, as a team. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do very much DIY. Um, like I I do all the booking and um, um, I get all the people together to get our recordings and our artworks mm -hmm. and stuff. And uh, yeah, when I met when I met Jake from uh, Manike Vanity Records, it was like can I show you the album and you tell me what you think? And he was like, this is cool. This is so cool. This is so diverse. It started with a metalcore song and goes over a second song to a ska thing. And yeah. later you have, a, you have like a, um, like a doo-wop ballad. What is it? It's funny. I want to work with you. I really want to release this album and if you let me. And yeah. Well, I was going to say, and, and how did you come to know Mannequin Vanity Records? Like what, what, How did they, or how did you get on their radar? How did you, they get on your radar? Um, hard to say. I mean, um, like I say, I do very much um, office work for the circus. And so I have lists for everything. Mm. <laughs> and since the last album, I um, just had um, my, my list of labels grew. And um, we wanted to release the album last year but postponed it because of COVID after the, the, um, the whole um, uh, release tour. We had a 50-gig tour oh. coming up in fall, and it was all canceled for sure, mm. and all the festivals. And we said, okay, let's postpone it. And um, I take the time and do some other stuff and maybe get some, um, get some O-tones of, um, of labels. Let's see what they say. Yeah. And um, I talked to a lot of labels and to a lot of... Um, big labels as well um, just to get their opinion mm -hmm. and um, I guess nearly every label said okay this is for a musician this is really cool but you can't sell that stuff mm. I mean like uh, our drummer is a lead singer and I'm the lead singer too and the violin player uh, does lead vocals every once in a while and it's like okay you have these different styles of music you have different singers 
there is no nothing it's, it sounds like a compilation not like mm -hmm. an album i was like okay i see that but yeah we won't change we yeah. really won't change because we are i'm i'm already tired of uh, um, writing the same song twice uh, we all are and it's like we are musicians we want to do music we want to uh, to like okay this is uh, i don't know an irish folk song how does it work to do an irish folk what makes mm. the irish folk sound let's try it and this is how songs um, come up for us and yeah what i say uh, and i talked to jake um, i don't know last december or something and he was like totally into it and like nice. okay let's let's do a zoom meeting let's let's talk this out i really want to do that and it was like okay this is this is uh, this is what i want i mean if i really want to stop doing everything myself i want to work with someone mm. who uh, who's really into it yeah who is not just like okay want to work and want to earn money but like okay i'm a musician too i'm an artist too let's um yeah let's do this as, as friends as, as family yeah yeah you want you want a good team behind you because like i used to run a record label myself back again back when i was 23 young dumb didn't know anything <laughs> uh, i think i did how many did i do like i think seven releases which cool. you know not bad the top selling release <laughs> sold maybe two thousand copies of the cd which for like yeah. no promotion, not knowing what I'm doing. The band did very good, had the chance to go on. I always knew what the label was going to be. And I always thought my label was going to be one of those ones. That it's like a jump off label that I can help the band, push them into something bigger. Yeah. And if they do, that's great. If they don't, cool. Um, so it sounds like you guys got that with, with Mannequin Vanity. And it's like somebody that's excited to work with you and work for you and, you know, push circus rhapsody as hard as they can yeah. to, to get you to the next level it really feels like that i mean uh, and even if not i mean i don't know what it means to i don't know uh, get get bigger or um, get something out of it but mm. uh, just to have someone who is interested in us who is uh who's like uh it, it it just feels good to have someone behind you with yeah. you uh, to do all the stuff i mean and the other thing is i mean we're from germany they are from california and it's like okay you have a band we have a band let's do an exchange mm -hmm. best best thing to do you always want to see europe we always wanted to to the states let's uh let's figure something out and yeah. that's um because i i looked it's, it's, i looked at your website and like the you guys have quite the tour um like history of like it's it's it looks like mainly uh, have you stuck mainly to kind of like uh europe and i saw a few dates in england i think as well um yeah england is europe ah uh, yeah yes but you say you yeah uk and uh, and europe yeah rest europe yeah yeah we we did uh three tours over there in uk um yeah we mostly play uh, in and around germany like we do denmark and we do poland and we do czech or Netherlands, or Belgium, or France. This is all uh, like close by. Yeah. And yeah. Which which must make it a lot easier to kind of like just pop around and do all this stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, right. like like here, uh, I'm from Winnipeg, and we're like right square in the middle of Canada. So yeah, right. The closest east is ugh, big city. Eight hours, 
<laughs> and then closest west, the next biggest city is six. So if if and when you ever come over here, just prepared for there's a lot of long drives. A lot of long drives if you're going across Canada. The States is a little better, especially east and west coast, because you know, the East Coast you can hit New York, New Jersey, all those things pretty easy. But yeah, I see. Canada's wow. yeah, Canada's a, a different monster. And same thing with the the West Coast, like California, you've got like San Diego, LA, and then I don't even know all the little places in between there, but that's easier to do like go up and down the West Coast rather than even the Midwest US, I'm sure is pretty pretty spread out as well. Yeah, right. So you guys had this recorded kind of before COVID hit? We started the recording uh November nineteenth. Okay. And we finished the whole thing in February 20 and wanted to drop the album in May. But when COVID started in Germany, mid mid of March, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, maybe we wait this out. Let's see how far that COVID thing goes. <laughs> <laughs> and here I was like, we okay, are. We can't, do the, we can't do the festivals. Okay, maybe you can do the tour. Okay, we can't do the tour. Uh, maybe we do a, a spring. To, okay, no, we don't won't do that. And now, yeah, now we're now we're planning uh, to do at least some festivals in August uh, and do the tour in fall. We have a release party here in Berlin, October second for the physical release. We will do the um, the digital in June. In May will be the first single, and in June will be the whole album. And um, because we don't want to wait any longer. I mean, mm -hmm. we wrote so many new songs and we already recorded new songs. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we can't wait forever. Let's do this. Let's just do this. I mean, we have, we have, uh, we have MVR as label in our bags and let's try this out. Maybe it's a good point. It's a good, uh, good point to do that. And uh, I mean, it's not the last time we will do. So um, just kidding will be, um, yeah, maybe good. And are you guys doing um, like you, you're you said physical releases? Are you doing CDs? Are you also doing vinyl? Is that we we um, I mean me as a, as a punk fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always I always wanted to do uh, at, at least a seven inch. Uh, we did this um, for the 2018 tour. Uh, I was like, okay, I want to do a seven inch. I mean, we have um, we have um, a special version of a song from the old album Chucky, mm -hmm. and. Um, and we have a new song and a very cool cover of our Dan and Breakfast of a friend and band of us. Uh, they normally do um, Schlager songs as metalcore versions. And they, uh, and they did a metalcore version of our Dan and Breakfast and say, okay, let's do this. Let's do, do this seven inch for the tour, like uh, 100 pieces. Yeah. And a friend of ours uh, at the time uh, made his, her own gin. Oh, okay. Called Alex Gin, and he did um, like uh, like a one centiliter uh, bottle with a Circus Rhapsody label on it. It was like, okay, let's do this as a tour bundle. You get a ten, a tenth, and uh, here is a here's a seven inch and the schnapps. And it was like, okay, and uh, people liked it. People really liked it. So we uh, we did some more of the seven inches to to sell it over our merch shop, and it was like, okay, we now. I mean, nobody wants to have CDs anymore, but the vinyl market is um, open again, I guess. Yeah, it's and it's crazy. I just had... Um, <clears throat> also, I just want to say, I love the name and the artwork on the album. 
is phenomenal. Like sexy as fuck, yummy as fuck. I love yeah. it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the fun thing uh, was it's um, uh, the the friend who did the uh, the the cover the graphic for it uh, just say okay um, the title of of the seven inch will be here. I just throw something on it. I mean, sexy as fuck, yummy as hell. This is awesome. Let's take this. It was a joke. Let's take this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is how that happened. And uh, the artwork um, uh, was made by um, a friend singer of us, Ingle from the Donuts. Um, he just redrawed our first album cover and send it to us because he's a comic drawer too oh, okay. and uh, the, the the girl was the 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 album art of the first of of pacific playland and was like oh this is funny maybe funny enough for the seven inch mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's i i really enjoy it 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 looks it looks funny it looks that that right there would suck me in even if i hadn't heard it if i just yeah. had like if someone told me okay this is what they sound like, you know, a little sticker sounds like this, this, this. I saw that for whatever, five or $10. I'd be like, yep, we're just going to pick this up because it just, it just looks good. So do you this is the idea? And uh, the, the thing is um, the girl has this cotton candy brain yep. and like on the first album and uh, with the, with the artwork, the idea came up to have a cotton candy machine on stage. And this is how uh, that all started. And since then we have <clears throat> on every concert, we have uh, someone who do cotton candy. Do you, do you bring someone up like from, from uh, the crowd from the to audience. do cotton candy? It depends. Uh, we started with just do it with audience people, but um, the girlfriend of our guitar player uh, join us on tour often. And so we started to take uh, to give her the stage just because uh, um, sometimes you get people on stage and afterwards they say, I don't know when when the right point would be to get off the stage to dance again. Uh, say, OK, I, I see you paid for the concert and you want to dance, but you don't want to um, let the band uh, down. So, yeah, and this is why we started to um, bring a friend on stage. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes total sense. I, yeah. I, I love that idea too. Cause like, and, and just like handing out cotton candy to the crowd. Also the crowd's going to get real sticky, which I love. Cause <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's, it's funny. Yeah. Do you, have you, have you ever ran into like promoters that are like, okay, you can't do that here. Cause we don't want to clean up the mess. Oh uh, no, not, th not that why. But uh, in Germany, you have you have the rule: you can um, sell food or you can smoke inside. I guess something oh, like okay. that. And so uh, there were some. You can't sell food here. We don't sell it. We give it away for free. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no. I I bet uh, it needs too much power, and then the lights will go out. No, never happened before. <laughs> yeah. But, and sometimes uh, the promoters say you can't do that. And sometimes they say, okay, you can do it, but um, maybe this is our last gig here. <laughs> this is your last gig here. Yeah. Uh, but mostly the people are very thankful. Like most promoters say, okay, the first one's mine. And uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, say, I, I would understand it if you're like, you know, if you're barbecuing on stage where somebody <laughs> could actually get sick, but this is sugar. Yeah, it is nothing. It, yeah, it's it, nothing it's than sugar. sugar. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, right. So do you, um, you guys are releasing the new album uh, digitally in May, you said? Or no, <laughs> sing, first single in May. Yeah, right. Yeah, digitally and in then, June and then physically um, or yeah, physically in June. Do I remember no, that? Right? No, no, no. The, the the single will come in May, and the album will come in June. Yes. Digital. Oh, and yeah. uh, at 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 the moment, um, we have um, we will do the uh, the label work ourselves here in Europe, mm -hmm. and uh, we work with the Cortex here in Berlin together for the distribution. And uh, at the moment, we talk about when we want to do the physical release because um, in the States, we will wait for it till we tour mm -hmm. over there. And uh, yeah, here we will wait till we can do um, an actual release party because it's always the the biggest thing you can do. I mean, uh, like um, the club we want to do is the SO36, which is like, I, don't know, I would say the German CBGBs. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, this is where they all went. This is like where Bad Religion uh, played when they first came over. And uh, this is where yeah, all, all the all the bands, all the punk bands started. And um, this is where we want to do it. And we can do it if all of our crowd comes. And this is why we we will wait, wait a bit till the physical release. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and do you guys have a title for it? Everything ready to go? And when and when the, can people expect that announcement, or have you made that announcement? We we just made the announcement uh, when we announced uh, the label uh, uh, three weeks ago. Okay, only three weeks ago. Um, yeah, the album we will call uh, "Just Kidding." The artwork is done. We will post it um, together with a single, and yeah, everything is done. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so if people want to find out more about Circus Rhapsody, where can, where can they go? Where can they, you know, find music, buy stuff from you? I would say nearly everywhere. I mean, we have a homepage, circusrhapsody.de or .com will work as well, I guess. And sure, we have the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything, YouTube. Um, yeah, at the moment we uh, release, um, um, much music because uh, when we started the label uh, we bring a little project uh, with us uh, where we um, started covering bands from the label and they cover us back mm. so we uh, this is our uh, our um, our way to say hi to all the bands so we knew at each other better um, called sing my song my dear friends and uh, we just released uh, the third song we covered of BJ uh, Gisbera um five hours ago so <laughs> uh ah yeah it won't be um uh, five hours ago when the podcast will be released <laughs> but uh, you know what i mean you can see those stuff on facebook and instagram and stuff and um yeah and yeah. i'll i'll put all all the links in the description so if people want to head over to your facebook your instagram uh the the youtube channel uh to check everything out i i would highly encourage everybody to do that because if if you like if you like fun music if you like good music you're really gonna enjoy Circus Rhapsody and I I only wish I could see you guys live anytime soon because it, the the stuff that I've seen on YouTube this looks like right up my alley and I would I I'm sure you don't see a lot of the crowd but I'm sure everyone has a smile on their face the whole time watching you guys perform. 
<laughs> Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, I hope we can too again next year. And we really want to come over. And uh, we have some friends in Canada, different spots. So maybe we see us next year. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. Um, and yeah, I, I hope you're staying well. And I can't wait to actually see you in person, hopefully at some point. 